She only rarely thought of him anymore. It was now more than fifteen years since she had broken it off, on Christmas Day as it happened, and had released him from his obligation. She had soon met another fellow, John Martinet, a wonderful, effusive, church-going man, and they were married within the year. Avoiding spinsterhood had been in the back of her mind, even towards the end of her time with Ebby. Although fate had taken John from her too soon, nevertheless it had been a wonderful marriage. And here we are, in church on New Year's Day. And who should she first hear, then a spy, singing along with the congregation, badly and out of key as ever, but her old beau, Ebenezer himself? Even under the more liberal mores of 1843, a lady would not be, under normal circumstances, permitted to simply walk up and address a man not of one's family. But widowhood had brought Belle a sense of liberation. She often found herself not caring what society would say. Gossips be damned. It says so in the Bible, she would think, but not say. It wouldn't be proper to say. At the end of services, she walked up behind and spoke to him. Mr. Scrooge? Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge? He turned to her voice, and she was pleased to see that as he turned his face, it was smiling. He had been otherwise when last they met. Belle? Belle Fezziwig? Can it possibly be, my dear lady? He took her hand, shook it, and impulsively went as if to kiss it, but stopped short. It's the widow Martinet now, she said. I am so sorry, Belle, he paused. Incredibly sorry. She looked at him. A long moment passed. And who is this radiant beauty? A cheery young man's voice popped in, breaking the awkwardness. Ah, Fred, Ebenezer recovered his voice. I have forgotten my manners. This is my former fiancé, the alienation of whom was my greatest error and my chiefest regret. Even more than my neglecting of you, my boy, I'm afraid. Mrs. Martinet, I am pleased to introduce my nephew, Fred Colchester. He is everything I should have been, and nothing I made myself into. She shook the younger man's hand, looking at his face. She thought perhaps she glimpsed again some of the laugh lines from her old beau's face. And it was a pleasant thought. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Colchester. I so admired your dear late mother. She was a treasure. Why, thank you. So uncle has been telling me of late. Fred laughed, clapped his uncle on the back. Ebenezer laughed, and Belle also laughed, although she didn't actually see humor in the remark. Well, Fred said, recovering himself, you must have plans later this afternoon, or else I would insist you come around to our place. My fiancée, Alice, and I are planning a tiny soiree for a few friends and one relation, and of course we would be thrilled to include you. Well, as it turns out, I am quite free. I have plans here at the hospital mission nearby for a few hours, and my daughter's at her school for lessons a few days yet. So it turns out I was planning nothing more exciting than to go home and enjoy some tea and a cozy little fire. 
I should be delighted to meet your Alice. At what hour shall I come? And may I bring a pudding or a custard? Splendid! Four o'clock! And yes, we love custards. Ebenezer came out of his reverie, or his paralysis, or whatever it was. In truth, you will? How wonderful! How splendid! I see the spirits of Christmas are still at work. What a curious expression, Belle thought.